The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's up, guys? Kel Charles and Megan Murray here, and you are listening to Girls Talking Boys in partnership with SB Nation. As always, hello. It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Wow. I haven't heard that from you in a minute. <laughs> What's her it name again? Right. Like, is that was that Carly Ray? What's that girl's name? Carly Ray Jepson? No, that's not her. Rebecca Black. I don't know why. I am so hell-bent on giving Rebecca Black zero credit for her contributions to culture and society, but here I am nonetheless. I mean, it's fair because that is such a banger that like one would think that Carly Rae Jepsen is um, responsible for it because she is like the queen of pop bangers, low-key. I feel like that is a fair assessment. Like these days, I feel like no one gives her enough credit. She's still out here hitting hits so no i know and like i still think people view her as like a one hit wonder and i'm like more like six hit wonder like she's for sure on the reg she's making an appearance anyways um make you smile every time you listen to her songs just think about make you do a little little carly ray jepson you're welcome well, I'm hoping to make all of you guys smile because I'm coming to you live from um, Buffalo, New York and Niagara Falls. And um, I was just um, scolded appropriately by one dear Mego. Not really me, more so our friend Adam Tao, who is phenomenal and from this area. And, he, you know, he just kind of like gave us the most touristy of touristy recommendations. They were good though. I anchor bar wings are fab. Like we'll not discount them whatsoever. But also, like, come on, Tal, where's the deep cuts? Well, I agree because it's like, yeah, you're in Buffalo, go to Anchor Bar, duh. Like, whatever. Yeah, if you're in New York City, you should go see the Statue of Liberty. Like you should go to Times Square. (laughs) But in Times Square. You should go. You should literally go to Times Square and then leave immediately, and don't touch any of the street performers because that's terrifying. I will say I have a core memory of like going with my friends to get uh, chicken and rice at like 
one in the morning in Times Square and we sat around and just watched people get arrested. It was kind of funny. I'm just fully convinced that every single person in a costume that is in Times Square is some sort of predator and I don't trust them and I have nightmares. There's a naked cowboy there. Who wants to be around a naked man with a guitar? Well, apparently one with a guitar if we're keeping it 100. We have issues is what we're trying to tell you as a culture. We're a little (laughs) backwards, but it's okay um, because I am in the land of breaking tables and I am going to have to go by Josh Allen's facility just to see it. Cause I, I don't know, like we've had this conversation a lot. I'm like, I don't really know who my AFC team would be. Like we went Broncos for a minute and like, it's kind of fun with the nooch there. Like I'm from Kansas city. Like you have a lot of KC affiliations as well. Like the bills are just fun. Like, this is just Bengals erasure. It is. I didn't even get there, and I wasn't even going to. And the fact that they were the fourth on my list is actually kind of embarrassing. Wow, well, I can't talk. I have an AFC team. It's Joe Burrow. It's Joe Burrow. I uh, I did a, a one-day road trip to Cincinnati uh, on Saturday because I bought a couch. So that's why I was a person. Like I just want to be where Joe is, you know? I want to be where Burrow is. I want to see him dancing. I would love to see him dancing. Walking around on those. What do you call them again? Such a good movie. Should I watch it again? <laughs> it feels like we should watch it again. I don't know. Probably. Um, it's fair. I still stand by my take, although it is a slightly uneduc- uneducated take, but I'm going to just die on that hill until I decide to bite the bullet and try Skyline Chili, but I don't think that I'm going to side on the fandom of appreciating Skyline Chili because it just sounds wrong. And I am who I am as a person, the end. My thing is that I am, I find myself to be very similar to Joey Tribbiani when it comes to food. Joey! (laughs) Yes. (laughs) There's that one episode where like Rachel mixes up like a dessert with a meat pie situation. Oh yeah. What's the matter? Like, um, lady fingers. Good. Beef. Good. Like, that's how I feel. I'm like spaghetti. Good. Chili. Good. A lot of cheese. Good. Yeah. I think it's the cinnamon that like gets me and I'm like, what are we like? They put cinnamon in it. And I just like, that like really throws me for a loop on like, I don't know. Like, I just feel it feels weird and I don't know what to do with my hands. From Kansas City, where I often hear of people associating chili and cinnamon rolls, I find that interesting. You know what? I've honestly never heard of that. And that's also concerning. Like, how am I, how did I live there for nine, 10 years and never get that? Because that is a thing. Like, I just was today years old and you had to be the one to let me know. Um, at the end of the day, moral of the story is I'll try anything twice. So send me up to Cincy. Send me up to Kansas City. Let me rate, review, and subscribe to all of your chili. Rate, review, and subscribe. We actually should honestly, like one day in the future, we should just follow the Cowboys on a road trip throughout their season and do like the most cliche touristy things in all of the towns. Like I could live for that. That would be actually pretty phenomenal. 
<laughs> As I already try to do that anytime I do happen to follow them to one game, why not make it, you know, 16 or so? Agreed. Agreed. A hundred percent. Anyways, I digress because the Cowboys are finally back in Texas or heading that way after their last padded practice back in the Nard of California. They came back to AT&T Stadium for a pregame or a preseason, excuse me, that also did, you know, fun fact, include a pregame, but that's neither here nor there. Um, they did. And- I attended said game and um, obviously. Yeah. I've, I think I've mentioned her like multiple times. So, and probably in this exactly, and this won't surprise anyone who like knows what I'm talking about. I took Marissa with me, um, yeah. Kansas State girl, who has had Deuce Vaughn as a background on her phone for um, many moons, like pre draft. Like it's been a while. So, if you wanted to know who the um, wild girl that was uh, screaming every time he touched the ball was, that was her. So, so. Marissa's amazing, first of all. She used to work at the Cowboys, and she's just, like, one of the greatest humans of all time, which is really unfortunate for my <laughs> shit-talking side because, you know, obviously that she went to K-State and I went to Kansas, and I just like to pretend like I care a lot about that rivalry, and it's just fun in general to try to make fun of K-State, but, like, Marissa's so dedicated to the cause. Like she's up in in the Little Apple, like Manhattan, Kansas, on the reg. She's out here like she will fight you to the death and defend K-State football all day. Like it's it's ridiculous, this woman's commitment. Following the team into the mists of Avalon, like anywhere they go, like oh. oh, I'm going to New York City to watch them play in whatever tournament. I'm like, what? I wouldn't be surprised if she knew about Deuce Vaughn, like the moment he committed to K State, like genuinely, like she's that in it. So, all that to say, it's fun for me to know that she's having her best life moments right now with his current success. (laughs) And it makes it really easy for me because. Obviously, she doesn't hate the Cowboys or anything like that because, <clears throat> you know, she worked up there, knows, familiar with the team, made friends, all the good stuff. Right. Um, but she's a Chiefs fan. So, like, you know, at the end of the day. She is. That's been real fun. But now she's dedicated to the Deuce Vaughn cause, and that's very good for me. She's dedicated to the Deuce. Less crap talk comes my way, and I appreciate that. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really proud of that tuber that I just served up there. Thank you so much. Um, How are the vibes? I do need to know that because I do want to talk about vibes coming out of practice and how the team uh, has gotten a little like they were roughing each other up. But but hit me with the preseason mentality, both from the fan and the team perspective. Give us the ambiance. Um, honestly, for the first um preseason game of the year there's a pretty good amount of people there love that yeah um you know and it, they got real loud you know for the boys especially for deuce um and i think i heard a lot of people like buzzing about Jalen tolbert when i was like walking through the concourse and stuff like that which That's fun. I mean, there was plenty to buzz about he did it he did a great job during camp and then 
we saw those moments get translated on the field, you know, a few times. So that was cool. Um, overall, you know, there was, de there's definitely some rust that they shook off, but like they were in it. And <laughs> I swear to God, like, I don't know who was holding Micah back, but that man wanted to be on the field every time they showed him on the screen. I love him so much, but I actually do want to talk about Micah because you know, there was a lot of conversation coming out of their final pad of practice, like I referenced briefly, where, you know, they they really did have a lot of scrappiness and there was some there they had to be broken up a couple of times. And Micah was very much part of at least one of those altercations. Um, <laughs> I laughed when I read this because I didn't obviously I'm not I wasn't in California, but knowing who was in the mix of both of those scraps being one Tyler Biotic is hilarious to me and actually also kind of amazing because he just is one of those guys that on the you know on the upfront he's kind of understated you know a little shy at least I'm sure he's not like that in the locker room but like just from an external for like appearance standpoint he's not the most like boisterous and so seeing that he was definitely one of the catalysts for those interactions and both of them was kind of funny to me well I felt like one of those was really fair because wasn't he like he got blindsided pretty good yeah, yeah. And, yes. but like I think the best point that was made like obviously I love the the Jaron curse like quote about how <clears throat> it doesn't matter like all 32 teams can get it like I'll, I'll mess all y'all up like <laughs> I <laughs> he's like including my own team Let's go. I um, but I really liked that um, Micah was just, he was just like, it makes them better. I want them to be better. I want that when I want them to not be surprised when they face someone that is like a percentage of me, essentially, like, I, which is true. And Dave has, Dave mentioned a couple of weeks ago on our podcast that he hates the phrase iron sharpens iron, but that's a pretty quintessential quote that relates to that. So um, for that, you know, way to go, Micah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, here's my thing. And I don't know when I turned into the eternal like pessimist, but here I am, or at least the eternal devil's advocate. You've been saying it at least a year. So I'm going to go with about that amount. Yeah. Like, I don't know why or when or, who hurt me? No, I know exactly who hurt me. Let's be real. Um, yeah. But I guess for me, I, I had a couple of thoughts. Like it was my initial reaction was like, hell yeah. Love the energy. Big fan of them just being so invested. Like, again, if you want to go really lean into the cliches, iron sharpens, sharpens iron. I appreciate that energy, especially with Zach Martin back in the mix, like yada, 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 right? Like here for it. But then on the flip side, I started to think for a minute and I was like, okay, hold on. Like we had to reset practice with Dan Quinn hopping in there and being like, yo, this is getting a little much. Micah threw two punches at, I guess, uh, what is reported was Biotis's helmet. And that to me, is where I start to get a little concerned for a couple reasons. The first one being like, we probably shouldn't be like really physically like 
going that full send and you know <laughs> if you're punching someone in the in the helmet like i know he's wearing a helmet but it's like bro either you're gonna hurt yourself in your hand or you're gonna hurt him like that just feels like a little much and going too far and also it really truly feels undisciplined if i'm if i want to put a label on it we're at the last the actual last padded practice of the off season right like we are in this mode where we're starting to figure out who's doing what we're going to get you know shake off the rust get on the field start playing real football games we got one preseason game under our belt but yet we can't keep it under control in practice and it's also our leaders that are doing it too and i don't know like i just felt like that there's a there's a difference between energy and a lack of discipline and sloppiness and when you tolerate that kind of behavior i have a bit of a fear and some anxiety that that kind of mentality and energy could be brought onto the actual playing field and that's where i have a problem where i'm like no i'm actually not going to praise you for being buck wild like i'm not like I'm going to give you energy for being most or give you for being like motivated and, you know, excited and invested, but I'm not going to give you credit for punching your dude on your team in the head during a practice. Like I can't, I'm sorry. Like I don't, it feels like the canned media response to be like, hell yeah. Like I'll take that energy all day. Like, no, you won't. Because if he had actually been successful in what he was trying to do, then we wouldn't be thrilled with the outcome. Like, it just feels like I'm not buying what they're selling in that regard. And I just, I don't know, it just kind of rubbed me a little the wrong way. And I was like, hey, guys, like, you know, it feels a little late in the year to be doing those types of antics. Like, we kind of need to lock it down. And also, like, the people that were doing it, I expect a little better from them. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> that's why everyone was so mad when Travis Kelsey did it. Yeah. So it's like, it's the out, the outrage is not surprising. It just makes me think like, are we in whatever, like is the mentality blah, 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 blah. Like, are, are they playing that hard in these padded practices that we're seeing red that, that early? Yeah. Yeah. It is a lot. And like, again, like I hate, I'm sorry to be that person. Like, you know, y'all know I love Micah. Like I really do. I just really when you when you are at a level where you hold leadership position on the team, especially a team that arguably could be in your dynamic, where you have several of your leaders who are in a position where they may not be around forever or for that many more years. Yeah. You need to be you need to have it together. And you need to lock it down. And I expect more from you. Like, you can't be, it just, you, there's with great, there's just better, bigger, bigger expectations on the shoulders of guys like that. And that's part of their privilege of where they have earned the right to be treated differently, to be held to a different standard. And I don't know, like, I, I'm sorry, like, I really am. Like, I hate that I'm like, even coming in here and knocking that energy. It just felt a little out of control to me. And I was like, yo let's not try to call it something else let's actually like <laughs> just like shut it down and move on and redirect that energy into something more productive versus trying to like pump it up to be like yeah man like 
we we love this game so much we'll kill each other for it like what like that's an actual insanity like that's not real I'm sorry I don't buy that I just don't buy it and you know sue me but here we are otherwise yeah I mean they can say that all they want I don't necessarily buy that um like it is undisciplined for sure I just my thing is like yeah go ahead and say that in the media and let me uh tell me how that goes over with big daddy uh in the coaching office and I don't think it's gonna be how you think it is that's actually also a really good point too Meg because like listen you know I think that excuse me this team has done a really good job of presenting a united front ever since Mike McCarthy has been has taken over right like it really does feel like they have it's it's they're very they were media trained before but McCarthy has kind of like locked them down even more. So it feels like in my personal opinion, and it's, I don't know. So I feel like, sure, they'll say those things externally and they'll have their narrative, but I highly doubt that Dan Quinn is going to be like patting Micah on the back and being like, Hey man, like great job way to like almost break your hand since you are quite literally one of the dudes that carries our team through and is a deal breaker for us in the postseason should we make it there like (laughs) get ready for the greatest roast of all time the roast of tom brady a netflix live event happening may 5th hosted by kevin hart the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, that, that conversation is not going the way they're <clears throat> presenting it to be. Like, there's no way because number one, <clears throat> they don't want Micah to hurt himself. Number two, but like, also, you're gonna get a penalty if you do crap like that. And you know who was the most penalized team? Once was us. Let's not do that again. Like that oh. stuff locked down. So like, there's no way that they're just going back and like, oh yeah, bud, that was funny. No. <laughs> yeah. So. I don't buy that again like I do I love the high energy like all day all day like give it to me like I need that but I also need it to be channeled in the right venues in the right direction so again like I'm I'm not like overly worried about it but I'm just not going to go out there and be like badass like congratulations like that was amazing like do it again no do less (laughs) and step up and be better and you know, take that energy and do something truly great. Like the end, please. And thank you. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I not, not my, but I do feel like though, honestly, like if I really had to be honest, I do, you know, those guys, when they get out there, I mean, they are, they, they, they are animalistic, right? Like that is just like, it's like, you know, Beyonce is, has her Sasha fierce, 
that's her, you know, mentality. And when she's on stage and it's kind of like, when I was watching the, you know, women's world cup and what's her name, like the, the, the blonde who I'm forgetting, who was, you know, one of our, um, is she a midfielder or forward? I can't even remember, but she was going up against her teammate and on the other team who was playing for another country. And like, they were like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Thank you. They're like killing each other. And I was like, oh my God, like that's going to be so uncomfortable at practice. Like whenever they go back to their teams and like at the end of the game, like they were like hugging it out and like, they were like totally fine. So it's just like, oh yeah, you know, we always get like that, whatever. And I was like, okay, sure. Yeah. It's a very real thing. Like, despite like me chastising them in, you know, from an outsider's perspective, looking in like that is actually genuinely on the flip side, a real thing where these people just kind of go into their like I don't even know like whatever mode you want to call it like psycho mode when they're on the field and they just are like a different person if you will right and I mean that's why like towards the end of practice or when that happened like Dak pulling Micah over was like for the perfect in the moment solution um and of course you know obviously Dan's talking to him afterwards but you know that's why Dak's the leader of this team so yeah it is so um, all of that to say, I do feel like one of the catalysts for that energy, um, you, you mean, you can't deny the fact that having Zach Martin back in the mix, surely, you know, even though they're just slowly going to work him in for obvious reasons, he's been doing a lot of work back in Texas when he was holding out for those three weeks with Duke Mannyweather, which is awesome. The best of the best. Like I'm, I'm at the very least glad that he was continuing his training with him. But like he said himself, like actually you know, playing football is the best way to get in quote football shape. So, you know, he's still got to do that a little bit, but he's such a pro that I really, truly don't have a ton of concerns and he'll get back in the mix really soon. But I have to imagine that that was just like this surge of energy that this team needed, but also truly had to have felt with him returning and, you know, again, for better or for worse, I think that you saw that in different ways. And I'm sure these scrums, you know, could have been one of them. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> no, I don't know. Sorry. My dog is driving me absolutely crazy right now. Tibbers. Um, so like every time I lose my train of thought, just know that's why. No, but I mean, it's honestly though, like with Zach Martin, three weeks is a long time with training camp. And I will say like, $850,000 that I mean literally I just did the math myself on my phone and I was like my jaw dropped like that's such fu money that's amazing to be able to I mean congrats to him to be able to get fined over a million dollars I mean if that's was like he paid $850,000 to get to get paid yeah. $30,000 yeah oh oh so it was 850 I was gonna say like I did like I was like, if it was a full three weeks, it would have been like a million five. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, but still, <laughs> our side, 850. yeah, well, that's hundred percent accurate then. But uh, I guess that really brings to life the scared money don't make money, but truly that's insanity. But also I will say I, you know, he went from being the eighth highest paid offensive lineman to now the third highest paid behind the two that reset the market. So now he's in a, you know, deal with, 
over the next two seasons, 36 million up from the 27 and a half million fully guaranteed. They added a year to, for avoidable purposes, um, just for salary cap reasons. Cause I know obviously that was one of Jerry's concerns with being able to pay the likes of a Micah, which obviously will happen. But I, I mean, dang, that was an expensive conversation for him to have nonetheless. <laughs> yeah. Like I could, I would take that amount of money and just, you'd never hear from me again. Oh, a hundred percent, like a hundred percent. But I will say though, like, I feel like it wasn't, I mean, I think that, you know, standing up for what you believe in and I think being pro player, you are in a position where I do think it's important to, you know, get what you can while you can, because you won't be able to be playing forever and you can get hurt and yada, 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 and all the things. Um, but I, I kind of have this feeling that there was still some, I wouldn't say disappointment, but it feels like they could have maybe gotten a little bit more if they really were going to go so hard in the paint and hold out for the full three weeks, you know, like making him the third highest paid. I'm like, I mean, that's amazing, obviously, but it just feels like he probably in, in his team side deserves a little better, but I really feel like they got to a, a point where they started having these conversations about, you know, Zach wanting to be in, da in Dallas and not leave and, Jerry went full salesman, which is exactly what he's so great at. And they, you know, only started to make progress once they had that face-to-face -face meeting before the first preseason game. And I feel like it's like, that's where Jerry got him and was like, hey man, I can do this, but I can't do this. And they got him a little bit into a more team-friendly uh, middle-of-the-road deal versus maybe what he was looking for, if I had to guess. Yeah, I mean, I really like <clears throat> I like his guarantees and I like how they were able to finagle the numbers. I think it was funny, like Jeff was tweeting multiple multiple times throughout the um, preseason game. He was like, I just like to imagine that Zach Martin is like sending Jerry like emojis. Like, you see <laughs> that? <laughs> Pay me. Pay me. Pay me, Jerry. I mean, honestly, I bet you're right. Like, I would imagine that's exactly what happened. What do you think, though? Like, do you feel like he, like, literally just, like, didn't talk to him uh, at all? No. I mean, okay, like, I think the funny part was when he was saying, like, I imagine Zach Martin's texting Jerry. Like, he was def definitely more so thinking of Steven here in that moment because, like, Jerry is not getting emojis on his flip phone. But I have to imagine that they um that they spoke for sure yeah i think you're right and um, he's talking to the guys too like whether allowed whether or not they're allowed to that was definitely happening yes yes they i think you're right but anyways i i am definitely glad that they've got him back in the mix i mean it's just obviously in in enough time for him to get worked back in with the fact that they have preseason, you know, games still remaining. So that's nice. Obviously, again, they're heading to Seattle this weekend. So um, that'll be a fun little reunion for the defensive-minded folks on the team, namely Swag Daddy Dan, going back to where he really helped make 
a pretty big splash and name for himself. So that'll be a fun one to say, to say the least. Yeah. And we, I mean, we do see them later in the season. So, I mean, not that this is going to give you any sort of preview because like some of these guys won't be seeing the field, but it's just, you know, putting them in different, like some of these guys in new environments and then, you know, um, kind of get the feel for it. I feel like once we're getting closer to go time, these games get a little more um, exciting. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they always treat them all differently. They're different dress rehearsals in their own right. And, you know, it, it, again, as we all know, progressively gets more and more serious, more and more, um, you know, dire, (laughs) if you will, when it comes down to the line of things. But I feel like, you know, I think this team is re-energized by having one of their key players back in the mix. I know they are. They have to be. That has to be a big mental relief for them because it started to feel a little, you know, sketchy when you have, again, your main guy who is sitting out for a whopping three weeks. Like, that must be pretty scary. But now I feel like they are all go, and they're in a position where it's going to be a lot more fun for the team to know that, they have all the right pieces in place, you know, culturally in the locker room, they're a lot more settled and they can really focus on the games ahead, which, you know, coming sooner rather than later. It's so soon. It's so soon. It kind of like freaks me out. I'm not going to lie that we are at the point where, I don't know, like I just, I'm obviously glad that we're back, but I'm like, oh my God, are we like, already playing again i got a notification on facebook like someone tagged me in a memory um from literally from uh nine years ago from you know some game at atd stadium being on the field and i was like my god like that's blows my mind i have to say time flies people time flies but um in 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 that spirit i know obviously the preview for the actual Seahawks game will come to you guys. Uh, and I'm sorry to not be delivering a full blown recap, or I'm sorry, a forecast for a second preseason game. But instead, <laughs> I do want to end on one final topic, which uh, is a little bit of a ghosts from Cowboys storylines of the past, which is indeed a former franchise player, namely a running back, going and signing for another team and then having to face them again in that upcoming season. Luckily, it's not actually a a division rival or the main division rival, a la DeMarco Murray. But nonetheless, I have to say it is kind of crazy to me that Zeke Elliott is now going to be in a Patriots uniform. And I mean, I'm happy for him. It's a one-year deal. I think it's like $3 million or something of that nature, whatever. I can't, I can't remember. I had it pulled up. Oh yeah. 3 million base. And then, you know, signing built signing bonus of a million dollars and they've got incentive based contracts, which is smart, but it's very Bill Belichick to find like a quote, I don't even want to call him a washed up quarterback or a washed up running back because 12, 12 touchdowns is nothing to scoff at. It was actually kind of crazy to me that he didn't get signed sooner. But either way, I just feel like he's really going to have a lot of fun with him. And 
I feel like that is a fun and cool and productive place for Zeke to land, you know, to go play for a legend and be able to learn from truly the best of the best when it comes to coaches. That's, that's a pretty unique opportunity, but it is going to be really weird and super sentimental when Zeke comes to AT&T stadium, which I think is, you know, what, like week four or something like that. Yeah. Two things. Um, I believe it was you and I who talked about this, but um, I was right. I predicted that he would go to the Pats if he didn't come back to Dallas, which was just a pipe dream in my brain. But um, because, you know, I he does love to rehabilitate a running back's career. Like he took um, Rex Burkhead from Cincinnati, who was not getting enough touches because he was just kind of like. um, They didn't know how to use him. Well, he was behind a bunch of guys that were like, they, yeah, no one believed in him. And he goes there and he wins it. Not that he's the reason that they won a Super Bowl, but he like made a good impact on that team. And like to watch that as someone who's like very like laser focused on that player, um, you know, just watching him from my high school to Nebraska to Cincinnati to then the Patriots and now the Texans. Um, just the way that he was able to utilize him and like make him a better player and give him more opportunity. I feel like that's a really good spot for Zeke to be in that system, to be under Belichick, to be with that team. Um, so I think that's a great spot for him. And I was really happy to hear that's where he ended up. Um, not that I want him to be anywhere but here, but alas, that is the situation at hand. Um, but also, literally when it happened, I was at lunch with my, not lunch, dinner with my parents. And I was like, um, dad, I did request the like at least two of those tickets but if you want to sell those other two like you're gonna make some bank oh i didn't even think about that yeah i was like i'm not giving mine up <laughs> if you want to sell the other two go for it just so we're clear we meg only sells to cowboys fans so don't get it twisted yeah no don't mess with me yeah because like she's gonna be at that game and if you buy the other two tickets it's yeah, gonna be bad for you to me and if you're an annoying pats fan i will report you she'll ruin you like if you're an annoying pats fan which yeah. you know, a lot of them are. no it's true but i will say um i am happy for him i think it'll be cool i am i do feel like it's a good opportunity for him and um you know his new haircut like let's be honest he's gonna be a lot more aerodynamic so i just feel like it's really in the cards for him to have a great year 13 touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, Micah was predicting 2000 yards and that would be his all time season record by, you know, 400 yards. And I just really feel like if Micah says it, it absolutely has to be true. I I think like he is, he's predicting a Super Bowl for us, which I think we can all agree. Um, We're going to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, and, you know, why not 2000 yards for our guy? Why not? Hundred percent, like so far. But on um, October first, you got to catch yourself. Just, just so we're clear. I was gonna say, like, you can only you could have less than a hundred on on us, but every other game you can go off, my guy. Like, please go off. Yeah, from all the way over here. <laughs> it's, it, it'll be great. Anyways, um, lots going on. It's fun that the Cowboys are back. There are things to talk about more than just reminiscing on the years past. And gosh, I mean, yeah, I didn't even think about like, 
I'm so brain dead. Like I can't even, my, I'm so lost. I don't even know what way is up this week. I've been traveling so much. Like, yeah, they play in Seattle this week. Anyway, second preseason game on the books. That'll be coming down the pipeline. And gosh, before you know it, uh, week one, baby. So uh, buckle up. Let's go, kids. It's going to be fun. Buckle up, kiddos. If any of these uh, pundits are in any semblance correct in their opinions, it's going to be a fun year. So I know we always go through this every single year, guys. Like every single year, we are fully convinced that we are going to the Super Bowl and winning the whole thing. But, you know, at least we're in good company and we're not the only ones that have that opinion this season. So that should be, that should mean at least something. So you're saying there's a chance. You're saying there's a chance. All right, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. We really do appreciate you. As always, make sure you subscribe to the Blog and the Boys podcast, wherever you get your podcast, whether that's Spotify, Apple, iTunes, or Stitcher. Also come hang out with Meg and I on the social meds. Um, I am on Instagram and threads at Hey Kelsey Charles. I'm also on Twitter at Kelsey underscore Charles. And Megan is at Meg Murray with four R's on Instagram, threads, and Twitter. And, you know, just in the spirit of running backs uh, from the past and the teams they went and played for and didn't do well at, the first one, namely, sorry, Demo, this one's for you. Um, there's some words we have to make sure you never, ever forget and always remember. And those are, Megan? Dallas forever. Philly for never. Bye, guys.